The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome back to Space Between Presents, Season 3, Shake Machine is Broken. This is Episode 5, where we're doing our deep dive of McMillions and the McDonald's Monopoly scandal. Tonight, I'm joined, as always... By three of my favorite people in the entire world. They are the the secret sauce to my life Wee. patty. Life or something. Patty? My, my life patty? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So we've got Sarah Burns. Hello. What? We've got Tim France. Hey. Hey. And we've got, you know, the, the shredded lettuce, the big truck himself. Big truck. Shreddy lettuce. Shreddy lettuce. Welcome to McDonald's. <laughs> How may I take your order? Wait, uh, real quick. When you guys worked at McDonald's, was it, uh, welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order? Or was it just flat out, may I help you? I think it was, may I help you. Was it? Yeah. I was thought Unless it was, like, was drive through. What do you want? <laughs> That's fair. Go on, get. Go on, get. <laughs> uh, because I remember I was in a transition uh, when I worked there where they were changing it. Mm. And uh, our manager would get furious. I think it was like the first day. And he told us, like, listen, this is what it is now, and you guys need to say it right, especially during mystery shop time, which, for those of you who don't know what mystery shop is, mm. that is when they had uh, essentially quality control, customer service uh, people come in. They do a lot for retail and restaurants and things like that for corporations to come in, check accuracy, check times, you know, menu, menu accuracy, things like that. And he would just, every time, hit the B button on the fucking headset. And it was just like, I told you what it is. And like screamed and like made this girl cry. And like, so I don't know why it popped in my head. I was like, Oh shit. I remember that story. Yeah. Fucking shout out to moves. And it always went around <laughs> like, well, the one in Sydney got hit. So we'd better be ready guys. Yep. Like it traveled like wildfire. Yeah. Four times, four times a month, yep. baby. Yep. Good insane. times. Insane. So tonight we're covering episode five of McMillions. We get another J name thrown in. So if you're not <sighs> confused yet, Buckle up. Here we go. Yeah, I'm not super pumped about that. Right? Like, why? <laughs> I don't understand yeah. juniors to begin with. <sighs> I know. But, you know. There's no lady juniors. No. Or are there? I, I was going to just make up a dumb term for it. Actually, it's uh, pronounced juniets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one. Well, fun fact, um, Aaron Burr's daughter had the same first name as her mom, Theodosia. That's an intense name. Theodosia? Theodosia. Okay, like T-H. T-H-E-O, yeah. Theodosia. Yeah, T-H-Theo. Theodosia. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we open up um, fifth episode. We start in Atlanta, and we meet Uncle Jerry's son, Jared... Jacobson. So many J's. God damn. I was my first Why? comment. My first, uh, first thing was like, could there be any more J's? Can we leave it alone? Please. Right? Can we, can someone like different, be, le- there are 25 other letters. Go with one of those. Can someone be named Alan? It's gotta be Please. an Italian thing. I guess so. Like, is 
Is Uncle Jerry Italian? I don't think he is because well, he's, he's not a Colombo. He's, he's Uncle Jerry. He's not yeah, Jerry Colombo. Another fucking I mean, J name. Again, he looks like he smells like bologna, so I assume he's Italian. He's uh, he does look like he smells yeah. like bologna. And he's got that thing going on. Yeah, that's hot. They bring him out in such a mysterious way too, where he's like all in black at first, right. and he's like in the shadows, and it's like, who could it be? What? It's someone you don't care about. Yeah, because he. Uh, I mean, no spoilers. I guess he doesn't really show up too much in the in the. In the interim, no. they're like, no. they're just kind of like, no. here he is, the almost at the end of the documentary. Like, look at this diabolical mastermind in his blue polo shirt. I mean, really, Watch he's yeah. not even one eye scar. Like, are you even a really good mob yeah. boss? Did no. Uncle Jerry really pin you up to the wall by your neck? Yeah. Because you don't seem like you've suffered no. any trauma yeah. because of it. Yeah. You know what you look like? You maybe got some bologna meat on you. You know what I mean? Like, he does like look shaving, like he has bologna like, meat on Oh, the shaving. Yeah, the bologna shavings. Gross. All right. Trauma's trauma. <laughs> He's Amanda, uh, Sarah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So he's kind of there to fill in kind of the, the character of Uncle Jerry, who obviously isn't great because he's, again, no spoilers. He's not going to show up anytime in this nope. documentary. Um, he's alive, right? He is alive. Yeah. Okay. He's with his seventh wife now. That's supposed to be at the end. I know, but still, that's you haven't heard too many wives. Oh, that's true. I'm that's sorry. I, I came in hot. And like the one wife that they interview a lot, she's like got to count like, well, he was married to Alice and Stephanie and me. And she's like counting his wives like like she lost yeah. track at right. one Settle down. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. just because you put your kids up against yeah. the wall and hit them all the time doesn't mean that you can just... Like he's judge how many other you. wives he has that also yeah. judge him. Yeah, don't well, be count don't the be one so in Florida. Jealous, assuming bro. that marriage license is real, right. then then it's seven. <sighs> Insane. He has committed himself to seven women. How about that? That's a lot of women. Fair. That sounds weirdly. Uh, ri- what, what we're saying is uh, he fucks. Gimmicks. Is what you're saying. <laughs> this guy. Like solely, he fucks. Fucks. I mean, I don't know. Bologna dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's dirty bologna with mar- with the uh, olives in it? Oh, the pimento loaf. Oh, yeah. He's definitely he's definitely pimento loaf, oh, Jerry, oh, for man. sure. I don't know. Just side story. I fucking love bologna as a kid. Same. I haven't had it yes. in years. Mm. I probably still like it. I can't stand bologna. I think it's real fucking gross. Okay. Oh, we well, also don't like sour cream. Yeah, so I, I was gonna say yeah. yeah also, thing real Tim fucking gross. Like Shocker there. All right. Before I get heated, let's move on. <laughs> Before this friendship gets ended. <laughs> I need your mower real bad. We can't talk about this. <laughs> um, That's not like a euphemism or anything. She literally. Just, I just need. Just a, I need a lawnmower. Lawn you have to denounce uh, mayonnaise actually as a condiment to use that mower. Mm. I will yeah, use mayonnaise. scissors before I do that. Mayonnaise. He makes it like three syllables. Yeah. Instead of just mayonnaise, two. All right. Okay. Mayonnaise. Moving on. So now. We jump back to the airport where uh, Dwight and his uh, wife, who is his, what's his wife's name? Rita. Number no, six. I'm making that up. <laughs> I don't, I feel Rita. like I wrote it down. Six Rita. Six Rita. Chateau. No. Budweiser mm-hmm. Six Rita. All right. Well, she's just the wife, I guess. Dwight's oh, wife. Yeah. She don't matter. So we're back at kind of where we left off on episode four and we're talking about, you know, oh, does the FBI have to come in? Like, is you going to kill her <laughs> Sorry, in the airport? I just see him smiling like. I'm really excited about the new cameras. We have cameras, folks. Thank you. Shout out to all our patrons yeah. who made this possible. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe you should give us more because now we can't get them to work. So. so at this point, this is, of course, the cliffhanger is a letdown. And 
according to Dwight, they were never going to actually kill or even contemplate killing his sister in law. Right, Which like, I think is bullshit. I really think that they were going to do it. I'm thinking that they were actually going to murder them in the airport. Not in the no, airport, but, but like, like places to bury a body outside of the airport. Yeah. People have been murdered over much less. I guarantee you there's some dead bodies in the Denver airport. I've heard. For sure. I've heard. If you'd like to know what we're talking about, go ahead and check out Elite Eight Showdown. Got a plug. I got to get a plug in, bro. We're always working on it. All right. All right. I'm going to pop off later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want it to pop off, we'll pop off. Mm -hmm. Let's go. So they get get the sister-in-law and they like kind of have this like... This arm coming over to the shoulder and this kind of dramatic, but really they just made her deposit the check. It wasn't yeah. really that big of a deal. Yeah. So it's not as nefarious as they were making it out to be. Yeah, it was exciting for a hot minute. So at this point, the FBI is like, wow, we really got to like focus on Dwight because this guy's like kind we'll of kill somebody. Yeah, kind of a big deal yeah. in this scam. So they start tapping his phones. They start doing all the same. They're like, we're really going to focus on Dwight. Turns out. Dwight's going to meet up with Uncle Jerry and the FBI is like, ding, ding, ding. This is our time. We got to go. They had to like triangulate. Yeah, right. It's an hour and a half because it's halfway between. Yeah. Remember, it's and it's like 2001 GPS. Right. Right. Which means map quest. They printed out those directions. Yeah, Yeah, no GPS. Single sided because you're not going to fuck around with flipping that. Uh -uh. No, Mm -mm. nope. They had they had to sink or circumcise our watches. Circumcised? Oh, synchronized. No, you're right. Yeah, circumcised. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like the outer, just... the top layer you don't actually need. They, yeah, they no, cut no, it no. off. You, yeah. you, you can't see the watch through all that foreskin. You got to peel her back. Yeah, exactly. and it just yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's kind of a screen protector, but yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's actually more work than it, than it's worth it. Schmegma. <laughs> Love a good dick oh, crusty. You know what okay. I mean? Oh man. It's like a sourdough starter. Yeah. yeah. Spread it on a cracker. Oh. <laughs> 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 looks like uh, looks like when you you know the cheese that she's a spread on the crackers. Like What's funny plastic is I've no! never, yeah. I've never yeah. had sex with an uncircumcised penis, so I don't same. actually know anything about it. Yeah. yeah. I cannot say the same. Culture. So <laughs> they're not as different as you would think. <laughs> you just pull it back and give it a lick. I mean, it's no big deal. It's like yeah. you know, you hide M and M's and shit in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Save them for later. Twenty-seven M and M's. Not going to uh, the record, by the way. They're not going to melt in your hand, but they will melt in your foreskin. <laughs> and that's I'm going to yarf. I can't. Oh, <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Focus. We got to get this shit done. So the FBI uses 2001 GPS technology to find out where Uncle Jerry and Dwight are going to meet up. It turns out it's going to be Chateau Alon. I, at first, I called it like Alan, <laughs> like Alan, <laughs> Alan, Chateau Alan. Yeah. But they had to go through all this bullshit to get there. They had like helicopters. They had like a bunch of vans and they had like, all these yeah. SUVs and all these kind of things, which I'm kind of surprised that I, I know the scam has gotten to a pretty big level at this point, but they, that they would still put this much effort into. It's a lot of resources. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like sure. no one's been murdered. You know, I like I think of like if someone was if someone had died in this or if there was kind of. I don't know where I'm going with this point, but you know that the, then you well, would put in so many high resources. profile at this point. Yeah, like I mean, it's they're working for McDonald's, kind of, but it's it's essentially a victimless crime. Well, you know, we'll like, get into that later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they do find out. Oh, the facts. Yes. Oh, they faxed it. Well, 
Hold on. Yeah. So they actually do end up meeting each other and they're just kind of shooting the shit in the parking lot like no big deal, which actually is probably the best way to go about it because you don't want to be covert and kind of weird and get attention. Right. right. Yeah. You don't want to fly a helicopter directly over them or anything. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I was like, how did they not notice that? Right. Yeah. Maybe was... the helicopter was pointing the other way. So they looked up and it's like, ah, at least it's pointing the other way. We're right. fine. And there's just a guy <laughs> in the back of the helicopter being like, ah, I got you suckers. Or no, maybe they attached like one of those banners to the back. Like you always see at the beach, oh, the airplanes yeah. flying at the beach. You totally Joe's not the cops. Yeah. <laughs> banner. Or like Geico will save you money or whatever. That's the one that I saw the most at the beach. Yes. Yes. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, so at this point, the FBI has pretty much got everything it needs to convict a bunch of people of crimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, again, it's 2001. They got to use fax machines, which incidentally, I have never used a fax machine before. I have. I refuse. Yes. Really, I do it upside down all the time. I use fax machines on a daily basis still. Yeah, I bet. All right. I don't even know what a fax machine is, so. That's not true. Yeah. Email. No idea. Fax machine. No idea. Okay. Just a giant elephant, right? On the side. You just send it to people. That is absolutely correct. Absolutely. To send an email. It actually stands for elephant mail. Yep. Mm. Uh, and you tattoo it on the side of an elephant and then send him where he needs to go to deliver the message. Are they like. You can find that out by Elite Eight <laughs> Showdown. <laughs> they like homing pigeons. Do they know where to go? Nope. They also have to use MapQuest. Fuck. They can't it's use gotta GPS. It's got to be hard with their yeah. giant elephant feet. Extremely hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they faxed the information, but it turns oh. out that they ended up faxing the information not to the all the other FBI agencies that needed to know about this case so that they could arrest people and help. Right. Because the scam is across the entire country. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they end up faxing the one person you really don't want to fax, and that would be news agency, uh, Greenfield. Yeah. Greenville news which is like how do you fuck no. who fucked up that hard it, not only that it, the news place was a speed dial button on their fax machine yeah. why does the fbi have a news outlet on their well, speed dial that actually makes sense to me because <sighs> you know you at, at the, at, have to give tra- press releases yeah if you have to give press releases also if you have to um if you're trying to find someone and you're trying to leak out certain information to yeah, try to find or, yeah that like makes sense to me for trouble but like, they shouldn't be the next other, to each other and yet like have the other <laughs> fbi right. agencies on speed dial you gotta punch in the news agencies i don't know wait we're saying an entire series based around the fucking FBI fucking everything up and we're shocked that they hit the wrong goddamn button? Bro. I know. I know. On. The FBI fucks up all the time. And it was really funny how they were like, well, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Oh, it I know. It wasn't me. It was like, it was one of you it fuckers was Doug. who did it. There's it was no Doug. way it wasn't yeah, Doug. It was Doug. <laughs> Doug. As much as I love him and like endorse my check, it was Doug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that guy. I know. I he's just there's just this charismatic yeah. thing about him. I just yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he's so, the fuck boy in FBI for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I wouldn't. I'm go okay there. with it. All right, fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, so at this point, they have to do a lot of damage control. And oh can you imagine <laughs> that phone call? Who had to, like, hey, so well, and the first guy didn't even look at it. Yeah, he was just like, here you go, newbie, you take this. Did you look through it? Oh, yeah, totally. The guy's like, like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> this is an FBI case report, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, like this is like, especially the guy. I didn't catch his name. Um, he's like 
this is amazing. He's like, it's just what his first, second year at the Greenville yeah, News. Super new. Mm-hmm. And like, he's like, this is amazing. No one looked at this. Like this could break his, this could make or break his career. Mm-hmm. I feel like for sure. so for him, he's got a lot of, a lot of reason to just say, fuck it. I'm going to print it anyway. So this one, the FBI is like, hey, 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 to the point where they go on the most janky looking plane <laughs> from oh Jacksonville God. to Greenville yes. to get there. To tell, yes. to try to be like, hey, can you please not yeah. do yeah. any of this? Yeah. It would be totes cool <laughs> if you guys didn't do it. Yeah. Would soups appreciate? Oh, soups. Soups. Yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. And so Greenville's like, all right, we won't. It, but we get to have the first scoop. Right. Which I I think is pretty fair. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Literally got the first scoop. They just, the FBI asked them to put that first scoop back in the freezer and wait. Well, and here's the good news. <laughs> put have, that scoop back. Put, back. put it back. <laughs> <laughs> they have the information. They can pretty much, not only are they going to get the first scoop, they're going to have the story written three weeks before anyone else yes. has heard about it. It's exactly. pretty good. Yes. I mean, just plopped right in your lap. Right. This amazing story. Plop that scoop right in your lap. So, but they put it back. They put it back in the freezer. <laughs> I feel like we're getting off track. You put it back. <laughs> anyway, um, so at this point, they have they're ready to go, and they just start. The FBI just starts arresting just a bunch they're of people. So and they're just excited. fucking going out. Yeah, they're like super pumped yeah. too. I mean, yeah. this has got to make their day. This is like the biggest Doug wet dream ever. He yes. got to, he got to do his undercover, and uh-huh. now he's going to do a goddamn sting operation where he gets to look like a goddamn action hero mm-hmm. running in, and probably gonna... probably parkoured over some trash cans, lit some firecrackers, so there was explosives. And the whole time he's just like, yeah, he's just like, hell and he wants to make the first arrest. That's his big thing. He's yep. going to get his guy first. You would just like, don't. Well, and he's don't make a sport out of arresting people. Eh. And his guy's AJ Glum. And he's like, I, this was probably the most dangerous guy no, there is. Not. He has a criminal record. He's in there in his moccasins, like right. reading this you want some paper. coffee. Right. You guys want to come in? <laughs> oh, whoa. I took drugs, but whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's <laughs> wanting to dance with me. Buddy, can you come pick me up? <laughs> Anal nitrate. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's my spot on, I think. Spot on. You want some coffee? Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, Doug, you do not have the most hardened criminal. No. None of them are, though. Like, Gloria, arresting Gloria, give me a break. She's just, she's a single mom with a mortgage. She's like a lovely woman just yeah. trying to make it by. Yeah, come yeah. your tits, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, the documentary, we're going to try to like fast track this a bit. They they just kind of go through like the impact of every person who was part of the scam and every issue that they had and kind of how they got fucked over by, um, um, uncle Jerry Mm -hmm. and the Columbos. So I don't know. What do you guys like? Who do you think got the most fucked over? Um, that lady that, uh, Jerry Columbo was, was putting his salami in. Yeah. 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 Yep. I get that. Yep. I Chuck. feel the worst for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the most, I mean, like she, she has the most tragic story, right? She's the tragic hero of this ultimately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, and like flirt for Gloria too. Like she knew, but she was like, she saw it as a blessing, which is super fucked up. You yeah. know, that's a whole other thing. Lots of bullshit with that. Gloria made out. 
I think. She yeah, she did I mean, okay. She, she did okay. But Lots of tongue. I mean, the the guy that she had to pay died like a year after she was into paying him, and she had 19 more years of paying him every right. year. That's true. So I didn't think of it that way. Um, yeah. I also I, the Chandler guy. I know that it talks more about it like later, later. On, yeah. But like mm-hmm. he. He, like, makes it out. His son talks about, like, my dad having to endure these hardships because of this. Like, dude was a millionaire before he got the ticket. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry. I don't. I feel like he was the most lied to and bamboozled. Yeah. I was going to say actual monetary damages. I mean, just kind of the emotional bullshit that he had to go through that Dwight lied to him about, you know hiding this asset from his wife because he's going to get a divorce. This guy's essentially his dad, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you totally lied to me. Yeah. Like that sucks. Yeah. He didn't, he really thought, and I think naively that this wasn't illegal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I do really feel for him, but I also feel for Lee and, and, and Gloria as well. Now, at least Lee's was temporary. Her stuff got worked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a wash. Mm -hmm. Um, George Chandler, I mean, really probably got fucked over pretty badly. Yeah, that's where, I think that's where I feel kind of the worst, other than Lee. Yeah, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh boy, that oh boy. Yeah. So now we go back to Robin, who's at this point in prison All when all this is going down, and the FBI contacts her in prison, and they try to play these games where it's like, I'm not going to talk to you, and then the FBI like locks in her room or some shit. Or yeah. like tell her she, and then she's like I'll talk I was like alright yeah they like take her somewhere else like they're transporting yeah. her and but they're taking her to like a worse area of the prison because she won't and then finally she like runs back to them and she's like no wait well she was up for parole like she was right. looking oh, at getting okay, out but because she was not going to assist in an FBI investigation okay. they were going to not commute her sentence mm. so when they were putting the chains and stuff back on her saying that she was going to have to stay there longer, that she wasn't getting out like next month or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, I'll, I'll go talk to him. Yeah. I would. I mean, I would do the same thing. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, so then again, the, the documentary jumps a lot to different people. Yes. So we're, I'm trying to go in like chronological order. So at this point now, uncle Jerry is got a crackpot team of lawyers, just kick ass lawyers who are like, don't say anything. I mean, the best advice you can give yep. is like, don't say shit. Yep. And he didn't. He didn't cooperate. He didn't do anything. And the FBI really couldn't, like, they had a lot of evidence on him, but he still didn't admit to anything. So I think, I feel like it makes their job a lot harder. Yeah. Especially in something where you're breaking fake game rules. And they still didn't no. know how he did it. Right. They had no idea how he got the pieces at this point. Mm-hmm. So at this point, again, you know, we kind of jumped back jump back and jump forward and Devereaux is just kind of like, I'm, I'm going to fucking fuck everyone over, yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. know, in the most even I, keel kind of way. I do think he went a little hard. I like think everyone so was, everyone was a felon regardless of the story of the situation, regardless yeah. of how they got the ticket or, or what happened. Yeah. There's a, there's no nuance, no gray area. It's very black and white. And right. like you said, Tim, because they, they broke game rules. The fact that he leaned into that so hard yeah. is like, I really liked him up to here. I was like, dude's a fucking shark. He's going to yeah. go. He's going to, he's a fucking killer. I love it. Um, until he's like, right. But like, if you would cheat at sorry, that means you're probably a criminal. Right. It's just like, yeah. oh, bro. We're making a leap here. Yeah. Put those breaks on that. Oh, have you ever had, have you ever played against somebody who cheats at sorry? Yeah. They're shitheads. Yeah. They're total shitheads. But like, no, they deserve the maximum sentence. <laughs> 
Three years. Yeah, three three years. <laughs> three years and a two hundred fifty dollar fine. Right. Yeah. It's I expect every time. But you cheated. Sorry. Trouble. Okay. What about Clue? Trouble's really hard to cheat. Has at. anyone ever actually played? Like, have you ever finished a game of Clue? Hell yeah. Um, really? When oh. I was babysitting, I used to play that with my the kids that I babysat all the time, and I definitely cheated so I could win. Uh, I played Clue on Sega, and that's the only way I played Ooh. it. Yeah, we had the board game, and yeah. what I would do is I would like count the weapon cards to make sure that we had them all, mm-hmm. like looking at them and like, all right, I'm gonna shuffle them. Like, all right, I'm gonna count these cards. Okay, now I'm gonna shuffle them, and then I would keep the one, and then I would <laughs> shuffle, and I would just always have it like, okay, and then this is the one that's gonna go in the envelope. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I should have been like a dealer in in Vegas. Like no, you would have been fired no, immediately. You should get three according, years in prison. Yeah, according to Mark DeRove, you're yeah. a fucking criminal. <laughs> and I have to pay $12 million in restitution. Ugh. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I told yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this, at this point, again, we jump back to Jared, Jared. Jacobson, Uncle Jerry's son. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry. Of which marriage? Was it the first, the third? Did anyone catch that? I missed that. No, There's I too did. many. I think, I think it was the first. Er, early on. It was definitely within the first seven. Right. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, he's really just there to build character. Essentially, Uncle Jerry's a piece of shit mm-hmm. and a narcissist mm-hmm. and didn't give a shit about anyone, what they thought. Um, and, and, like, didn't really care about his son, which is Yeah, awful. he talks about how he wasn't really involved in his life. And I am, I'm very glad that they got the other Jay guy to come in and talk about him because we haven't seen or heard from Uncle Jerry himself yet. Which, so the whole time, I was thinking that he was dead. Me too. Yeah, so did I. You know, because why no. else? But, uh-huh. Um, he keeps know, his lawyer's advice. Up. That's right. just, yeah. Yeah. No chit-chat. Yeah. So I am glad that they got him so that we could get a little bit more about Uncle Jerry's character. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, pretty typical narcissist. He's a shitbag. So now we, now we get into the fallout of... Of the actual scheme and everyone who's affected by this scam and, um, you know, the relationship with Simon and Simon marketing ended, mm-hmm. which is, and according to Simon marketing, that was like 80% of their business. Yeah. So that just, t- I mean, we go yeah. from 80 to 20, you know, ugh, you're incredible. just done. You're done. Yeah. You're yeah. done. Yeah. So they went out of business, um, you know, and then like the diddlers, diddlers, I keep calling them diddlers printing. The diddler diddlers brothers. Diddlers brothers printing, I mean, essentially also went out because yeah. they, they couldn't explain how Jerry got this, even though they had all these things in place. And it's just like, this is what I mean by, yeah, this, this is not a victimless crime. An entire company that had thousands of employees was gone. Done. Yeah. Because of Doug Matthews. Had it never been... <laughs> Looked at, no one would have cared. McDonald's certainly didn't give two shits. They gave out twenty five million more dollars once the scandal came out, just to cover up for it. Which is, I mean, a, a drop of the bucket for them. Exactly. Yeah. And if I learned anything uh, when I was in college in my marketing uh, uh, degree, if there's one thing you learned is you don't put all your eggs in one basket. They put eighty percent of their business on this one thing after they were already an established business, right? Like that was a really dumb Mm -hmm. decision on your part. Diversify your assets. Because at any point McDonald's could have been like, yeah, we're going to go with somebody else or we're going to, we're going to do this ourselves. 
Very, very much so. Yeah. yeah. So that was like really stupid on their part. Mm-hmm. So I almost say it's their fucking fault. Fuck that company. You guys are coming in hot. I, mean, I just imagine because I am- Uncle Jerry didn't shut that place down. No. Uncle Jerry didn't kill Jerry Colombo in a car accident. Yeah. Uncle Jerry didn't swindle Lee out of uh, a $50,000 taxable bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uncle Jerry did none of those things. But Outside his, of maybe You know what he was down. doing? Stuffing his face with baloney. His actions were what caused <laughs> all of those, you know, it's like the it's a chain a, a reaction. ripple effect. Yeah. 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 So, so the marketing company, yes. Um, all the horrible things that Jerry Colombo set up to happen? Nah. No, of course not. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the specific fallout from the printer. Yeah. Yeah, that and, one. And Simon Marketing. I mean, essentially, you just I'll give Uncle Jerry that one. The hero of the story, you know, deserves to have a little bit of a stumble. This is why I'm glad we have cameras so you can just see my face just uh, eye roll. <laughs> Mega eye roll. <laughs> Me during all my Zoom faculty meetings. I'm so glad I don't have a camera at work. I have to dial in through phone and yeah. then watch everyone else on my computer. And you like, uh, use like WebEx or whatever instead, or no, we use Zoom. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. And no one can. They're like, "Sir, we can't see you." And I was like, "Good." <laughs> you know, That's I, how like, I, I don't like want it. you to see me. <laughs> so anyway, maybe we should talk about that. Kind of did all these things. Okay. So at this point, we're kind of at the end of the episode. And and we're talking about who is the informant? Who's the one that really started yeah. this entire chain of events? Because without that informant, none of this would have happened. They pretty much had a foolproof plan, almost. Right. Obviously not because they got found out, but they were pretty close. Um, so Dwight, we go back to Dwight. He had a weird theory about like this. Um, he believes that he was being spied on by the FBI, which is like, how would they know that yeah. um, beforehand and who he even was? Because there was this box, this blue box on the telephone pole. And as soon as people got arrested, they took the box away. I don't know what this box is about. I mean, it makes sense. They were literally tapping his lines. Yeah, because they were tapping. Yeah, I I agree with you, but I don't think that was the impetus. I don't think he was the informant that started all this. Because how would they even know that he was a part of it? There would have had to have been some kind of catalyst to tip them off to tap his phone lines. Yeah, I'm not saying there isn't. Yeah, the blue box is probably there from the FBI. Right. I just think his timeline's kind of messed up. So then, you know, we go back to the Colombo family, our favorite Frank. Favorite clusterfuck. Yeah. Jesus. What a uh, train fire that guy I is. I know. And, uh, oh, my God. With his cup of coffee with 10 creams and 10 sugars and then 10 Or was cream. his the 10 equals? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Ugh. If his was the one with the equals, I have less respect for him. Yeah, equals yeah. is nasty you know? stuff. I like equals. <laughs> I was, I was like, why are you so do, quiet, do Chuck? Do you use the same amount of them as you do in as sugar, though? Uh, the, the ratio is not one for one equal to sugar. It's like half or a third I mean, of that. Yeah, if you don't want to believe, sure. I mean, whatever. But I, <laughs> I, I mean, flat out. I sometimes will just walk in and rip a package open at work and just shoot it real quick. I'll take an equal shooter. Yeah. <sighs> just, yeah. Super quick. I mean, it's no Splenda. Like, fuck Splenda. You know what I mean? Like. Super quick diabetic friend moment. We had a, a buddy that was diabetic. We were at Applebee's and uh, he said he needed sugar. Um, and the way he said it made it seem like his drink wasn't sweet enough. So we were unaware that he was having a very dangerously low blood sugar moment. Oh. So we gave him like 10 packs of equal and he's ripping them in and he's putting them oh, in no. into a Mountain Dew. 
and uh, uh, vomited violently. Yeah. Uh, Mountain Dew, uh, sweet and low foam. Uh, um, poor guy. And then, uh, you know. So ty- that's type one. Yeah. That's rough. Also, I would just like to uh, let you know. If a diabetic is having a sugar low, giving them sugar substitute does not fix their problem. They need real sugar. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. We didn't know his sugar was low. Right. We oh. thought oh. he wanted his drink sweeter and gotcha. he's diabetic, so we can't give him sugar, right. which is why we gave him this. Oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Type one also, is weird. Yeah. There's like a. We just used to give my grandma orange juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My mom uh, drinks juice boxes. Yeah. Just. Uh, boxes, not Capri Suns. Because she's missing out. She can't get them open. That's fair. And usually because she's starting to sweat and get shaky and it's in the middle oh. of the night. Yeah. yeah so it's a, she used to drink all my uh, ecto coolers when they re-released ecto cooler. <laughs> I bought 14 Ma! cases. Where's my ecto cooler? It's still, in the, I still have some in the basement. They're very out of date. <laughs> oh, um, wow. She was They're drinking fine. them. She's like, I just sometimes I need them. And just, I was like, my fucking ecto coolers, mom. Back the fuck off. Um, They're limited edition, yeah. mom. Yeah, you don't even understand, mom. Okay, these last forever. They're like a Twinkie of drinks. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I know they actually mold pretty bad. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, nice. okay. She was also Gross. drinking them just the other day, and I didn't have the hurt to tell her that's probably super molded in there. But uh, she's like fine. in the she's box, it molds. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Icky. So that's how I got the bubble guts last week. I drank day old coffee. <laughs> That was the box yeah. of Joe. And, uh, and I, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, it's, 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 there's no cream or sugar in it. It's just straight up coffee. And I just left it out on the counter. Uh, and I was like, I can have this again. My mom, my mom I don't know, drinks, man. Like, we'll make a pot of coffee and drink it over four days. Ooh, does nothing to her. I don't know, man. I got the bubble guts that day. My father in law mm-hmm. left half a pot of coffee in his coffee pot up mm. in his office for. Months. Yep. I found yeah. it when I burned those peanut butter jars. This was, was like recently though. Oh, again? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's not, I guess, yep. if anything, it's Luckily, he not took a one-time the, thing. He took the filter out this time. So like the okay. in, innard parts uh, okay. of his. He's got to bleach that gross, but and then run it through a whole ton of water. No, so. he didn't. He doesn't though. He, he doesn't. actually uh, supplies a lot of the coffee for Dunkin' Donuts and their box of Joe. Yeah. <gasps> no. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's his side hustle since the photo business isn't really working out right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, we got to get back to Frank. Okay. Frank and his wife. Um, and they're like, yeah, we know who the informant was. It was Robin. And then, of course, they cut to Robin. He's like, now it's Frank. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course they think it was each but, other. But Frank, like, shrouds it in such mystery. He's like, I don't know if we can tell you. We got to make sure that it's safe to tell you. And, like... Doug and everybody's like, I'm not telling you who the informant was. Like, no. Yeah, of course not. Not in a million years, I'm not telling you. Yeah, because they, well, yeah. Yeah. Of course they're not going to tell, because they're not going to get anyone else to confess if they need anything, you know? Right, yeah. That's just, that makes sense. Of course, Frank's just like, it's Robin. (laughs) Like, it's just immediately like. (laughs) She killed my brother. She killed the Monopoly scam. She took Frankie away from me, Frankie Jr. Francesco. Yeah, done. So, well, like, who do you think it was? I assumed it was, I don't know. Yeah. Lee or I, Robin were probably my top two contenders. I thought it was Robin because in the beginning. So it was the woman's fault. <sighs> yeah. At first I was like, well, it's gotta be someone who got, you know, 
could could it be Chandler? Could it be Dwight? Could it be you know? I was trying to think of like genuinely who would who would be really upset to yeah. incriminate themselves. I I think at this point thought it was the dude who took over getting the tickets when uh, what's his nuts died from the car accident. Oh, AJ Glum. Yes. Well, that was because he because he legitimately felt guilty. Oh, Dwight um, Baker. Thank you. Yeah, oh, that, Baker. Because yeah. he legitimately felt guilty. I figured this was because he like he was like a religious dude. I figured this was yeah. like his coming to Jesus moment for yeah. him. Like I need to get myself, you know, I need to you know forgive, you know, be forgiven and things like that. I need to right all the wrongs that I've caused. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, so was, there's a part of me yeah. that really thought it was him when he's talking about Chandler. I think it's in this episode because next episode they get into it a lot deeper. But like there is a tear going down yeah. his cheek mm-hmm. whenever oh, yeah. he's like yeah. matching in it, like. As far as people that actually feel remorse for what they've done, I certainly think he's at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And he ended up losing a lot. But once again, next episode. Yeah. All right. And then at that, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for joining us and come back next time when we finish this up, wrap it up with episode six. Thanks so much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the Professional Casual Network has to offer, including season one of The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season, we're taking a deep, dark dive into the four-part Netflix docuseries Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Big Fiction Energy is our audio drama pod in which Tim, Danny, and myself tell the story of Lanny, the Girl Without Fear, a fantasy novel by Dan. A grim podcast of perilous adventure is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play podcast. We're playing through The Enemy Within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P. Nelson, and JB try to survive the perils of the old world. And if you needed more deep dives, also check out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown with high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner Tim and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show, where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions for Professionally Asked, Casually Answered? I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at toptiercasual. Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram at lindsayfphotography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events. What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon, Danny? They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content, all of those things.